Welcome to Grow and Grace Podcast, where we want to encourage you to think deeply about God so that you can know Him and love Him better. Join us as we strive to grow in grace together. Welcome to the Grow and Grace Podcast. We are your hosts, Shanna and Kristen. And today we are kicking off my favorite season of the year, Advent. Hey, friend, how are you? Hey, I am doing well. I am doing well. It's a late night, but I'm doing well. <laughs> it's just the like consistency I know. of our recording. I know. It's a late night. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. It, things are going great. I feel like we were just talking about this, that we don't have a whole lot to catch up on because we're doing this a little bit earlier in the week because of the holiday upcoming at the end mm. of this week. So we're trying, you're going to be traveling, I believe. And I'm, yeah. you know, just... Just with increased family time comes less of time for ourselves and for things to do. Yeah. Um, So we're recording this a little bit earlier than we typically do. So yeah, catching up on my life. Really, it's just been work, church, and then I have had, you know, just family stuff on the weekends. That's kind of the season that we're in right now. I went to my nephew's first basketball game, which was a lot of fun. Um, He's a senior this year, and then his brother, who's a freshman, also played uh, is playing on varsity. So it was fun to be able to watch their first home game, and then a birthday party on Saturday. And it's just been, yeah, a lot of a lot of family time. How about Since you? This season, uh, yeah, about the same. We yeah, we had family. Yeah, the last two weekends we've had family visiting, um, visiting with us, and so we've had a lot of family time. And heading into the holidays, it's going to be the same way. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for it, though. It always, um, it's always such a sweet time and great memories. But can I just tell you, this is Texas, and it's freezing. <laughs> like, I woke up for church yesterday morning, and it was 28. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Has it it's, snowed there yeah. yet? Yeah, it has. A couple, uh, I, I think a couple different times. Nothing really substantial. Mm-hmm. nothing like buffalo got like yeah, <laughs> that's crazy i saw that i saw that's that it's insane um but yeah it's been it's been a little chilly you know yeah but that's normal, normal for, for you guys time. It's, yeah that's normal not for normal. this time <laughs> like i am used to like thanksgiving like wanting it to feel like fall you know and like thanksgiving mm-hmm. you're like in shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> well, like bundled up now <laughs> then it apparently this yeah. thanksgiving we you're gonna it. get your wish we skipped fall and we just went to winter. <laughs> what it's but, happened. Let's be honest. Texas doesn't get fall. Like this happens it, all the time. It's it just really happening a little earlier than what. And that's my favorite season. <laughs> well, I mean, and we don't get it. <laughs> oh, listen. So I, I'm really excited about this. Um, and this whole thing was my idea. So if you guys don't like it, it's my fault. <laughs> we, my favorite time of the year is Advent. It is not something that I, that we did growing up in the church that I was in um, at all. And so when I started to get into the, like into the church I'm at now, and we, we followed like the church calendar and we do Advent, um, it is like, it's just so sweet. And so what I'm wanting to do is just have like this little, today we'll do like a history of Advent and maybe like a week one, because when this releases, it will be Advent. Mm -hmm. Um, Advent starts on November 27th. And so when this releases, it will be at the season of Advent. And then maybe um, I'm just thinking like little mini episodes over the over each week 
with like a little reading. So if no one's ever done Advent, it will be very helpful for them to just listen and do the reflection questions. And so um, that's what we're going to do. Did you ever do Advent? Do you do Advent? (laughs) I don't currently do Advent and it was never something that was observed in my family or my church. And actually, I mean, I've known the um, like, religious side of advent but even thinking of advent like we see a lot of advent like has gone into just regular culture like you think of Mm -hmm. advent calendars everyone has advent calendars right so you have like a makeup advent calendar or a beer advent calendar or like all of this stuff no Um, i seen like people do like nails nail nail polish polish. or like (laughs) all kinds of different things is like this idea of an advent calendar and it kind of is going to be really cool to be able to discuss and um, hear about the history of it and where it came from and Mm -hmm. how it has that um, the religious roots to it. And it's not just a fun thing that uh, stores and companies have decided to capitalize and market. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with Advent is really that the king is coming, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like anxiously awaiting uh, that Jesus has come and that he will come again. And that that is really the hope of the church, right? That is our hope. Um, his coming is the eager expectation and desire of his people. It is our joy because he is our greatest good. And so the, this is the theme of Advent. Um, and it comes from a Latin word, which means coming or arrival. So, I mean, there's your new word. Advent is <laughs> Latin. <laughs> for coming or arrival. Um, And it's the traditional celebration of the first advent of Jesus. So the first coming when he came um, in humility and took on the form of a person and we're anxiously awaiting his second coming. And so this season is really a time of remembering and rejoicing and watching and waiting. And it, it really, it's like a really somber thing for me it really is like, you, you know, the story of scripture and you know, um, that Christ came and that we are currently waiting for him to come again. But when you like enter into this, uh, it just feels really heavy. And I, I don't think, you know, a lot of times people don't like that, but I think that's really important to feel the weight of what he did and that like what he's going to do, you know? And so the Advent season, just like a little history for people who don't know what Advent is or don't practice Advent, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Advent season of- officially begins on the fourth Sunday before Christmas. So this year it's November 27th and it goes all the way up until Christmas Eve. So there are many different ways people celebrate Advent depending on tradition and background. Um, you talked about Advent calendars. So mm-hmm. that's, I would think that's what most people do. There's like little windows and like every day you can pull something and it contains like scriptures or stories or poems or gifts or it's like a countdown to Christmas basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like the idea is that as you as it grows closer, um, your expectation increases. And so that reminds us that there's hopeful yet anxious waiting for God's people um, as we're waiting for the savior to come and Another very popular tradition, I think is probably the most traditional one, is that um, it's the idea of like there's a wreath, an Advent wreath, and there's five candles. And um, the symbol is borrowed from the emphasis throughout scripture of Jesus being the light of the world. So each week you light a new candle. And um, on the last candle, which they call the Christ candle, you light on Christmas Eve. And that is to represent 
that Jesus's first advent. So that theme really of like lighting candles is um, how light pierces darkness, which is a picture of the gospel, right? And that's what mm-hmm. the first advent was. Um, we do, we, I'm, I'm actually considering we've never done advent candles like our church will do it so every sunday we they light a different candle um we don't do that here in our house just honestly because i have two kids and the idea of lighting (laughs) candles like that like doesn't sound great but i like what it represents but we do what we call advent blocks um and i we can link it in our show notes for those who have kids but it starts this starts on december 21st and so Every single or December first. I'm sorry. Did I say December twenty first? <laughs> December first, and starting on December first, every day there's a block that my kids will turn over, and there is something on there. It's like the first one. Spoiler alert: is an apple, and it is how God created everything in Adam and Eve sinned. It takes you through the whole entire story of Scripture um, until the promised Savior comes on Christmas Day, and it's my kids love it. There's, it comes with like a little book that you read to them every single night and it it builds up their anticipation of like what's next what's happening tomorrow what are we you know what are we going to read tomorrow um and we all know how they all know how it ends but it's mm-hmm. still so fun and so this is our third year uh using advent blocks i'm gonna be really sad and make make them do it when they're like a teenager I'm like sit down <laughs> we're doing the advent blocks <laughs> they're gonna have it memorized That's funny yeah, people do it different ways. And so uh, regardless of whatever tradition your people do, their families do, it's a very significant time in the life of the church. And it's an opportunity for believers to remember God's promises, right? That he um, He would send one who would overcome sin and death forever. He promised a savior and he kept his promise perfectly. And so what I would like to do is since this is coming out at Advent, we're just going to do week one of Advent. And then next week for week two of Advent, I'll come back with maybe a five, a little five minute reading and some reflection questions. And we'll just do that throughout Advent until Christmas comes. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3:15. Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will bring honor to the way of the sea to the land east of the Jordan and to Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. 
for a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Isaiah 9, 1-7 Many of us grew up with the story of Advent beginning in a stable, but the story begins in a garden. When God created the world, all things were just as they should be. Creation functioned in perfect order and moved in seamless harmony. Man walked in unbroken relationship with God, fully known and unafraid. But in an instant, all that changed as Adam and Eve disobeyed God's good instruction. They took of the fruit, ate, and sin entered the world. Fellowship broken, peace shattered, creation thrown into chaos. Darkness, depravity, fear, shame, and selfishness flooded the human heart separating man from God. The situation was dire. But right then, amid the darkness, God spoke a word of hope. A Savior would come, born of a woman, to defeat the enemy and deliver God's people. Scholars refer to Genesis 3.15 as the first gospel. From the first moment of our need for rescue, God's promise was there. Before He addressed Adam and Eve, God turned to the serpent and announced that sin would not have the final say and that the schemes of the enemy would not prevail. Throughout the Old Testament, God spoke to his people about this promise and gave them things to watch for in order to recognize the Savior's coming. God revealed that the Messiah would be born in the line of David, of the tribe of Judah, and in the town of Bethlehem. He would be a man of sorrows, crushed, despised, and rejected, justifying many through what he suffered. The promised rescuer would be a light overcoming darkness, a preacher of good news to the poor, and one walking in the power of the Spirit. There were hints and shadows of him everywhere. God also reminded his people not to lose heart as they waited for the Savior to come. It's important to remember that God did not fulfill his promise right away. His people waited a long time. They spoke of the promised rescuer from generation to generation, enduring cycles of war, rebellion, captivity, and restoration. They watched and waited anxiously, expectantly for God's faithfulness. We can all identify with feeling hopeless and helpless, especially when it comes to the weight of sin. Heavy and inescapable, we know its effects with every breath, both our own sin and that of others. Our world is full of evidence that something is wrong and needs to be made right. The reason we celebrate Advent is because the story of the garden doesn't end with man's rebellion. God makes a promise, and as we'll see in the weeks to come, He keeps it perfectly. Some reflections to think on for week one. Consider Israel's long wait for the Savior to come. How do you think God's people fought against doubt, discouragement, and the temptation to believe that God forgot them? Are you good at waiting? 
What makes some promises easier to wait on than others? God often gives us seasons of waitings to sift and strengthen our faith. If you're in a season of waiting right now, what might the Lord be teaching you? How strong is your confidence that God keeps his promise? You can read 2 Corinthians 1, 19-20. And then how does this passage affect your understanding of God's faithfulness? Pray for yourself and for those around you, asking God to open your eyes and hearts to what He has for you this Advent season. This is Advent Week 1. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lonely exile here Until the Son of God appears Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, Israel
to the glorious throne.